0: Thank you for tuning in to the Voice of Encouragement with Pastor Jamie Lingerfeld and myself, his co host, Angela Lingerfeld.
1: Hello, and good Sunday morning to you. Uh, And welcome to the Voice of Encouragement radio show. Um, My name's Jamie, and with me today is my co host, uh, Angela. Good morning, baby. Good
0: morning, everyone.
1: And we have two special guests with us today and a great show planned for you. This is for the second week in a row. We have uh, Dave and Shelby with us, um, who who pastor a home fellowship in Elberton, I guess really in Bowman. Is it Bowman, would it be? Yeah, Bowman, Georgia. And um, something the Lord allowed me to be a part of. And I always try to share everything good, uh, not just the Bible, but people I meet that are really doing something in the kingdom, um, I try to let them share too as well and um, well, good morning, guys. How are you today? I'm good. Good morning. Good, Miss Shelby, smiling from ear <laughs> to ear. She's coming into what she was created to do, as is Brother Dave. Um, well, let me let me just share a little bit with you. Um, in other countries, house churches are really on the rise, and small groups maybe be the name that some people would call it, or a home fellowship, or a gathering of believers. <laughs> but considering that the people of God are the church, and that God wants to inhabit people. As, and, and he will inhabit buildings when the people that have him go to the buildings. But you can have church in Africa, and I've done it many times in the bush. I've preached in locust storms so bad you can't see. I've, I, the, the the people is what God wants to live in. So um, it, it really helps in a great way to uh, uh, allow people a, an entry-level place and experience. And Miss Shelby and, and Brother Dave, they... Uh, they have a fellowship in their home at 6 p.m. By the way, just so everybody knows, they do go to a, a, a regular contemporary church. They are submitted to a pastor. They're not, you know, out there running around without a covering. Just so you know that they believe in the local church as well. But there's, they're, what they're doing is a direct call from God, and it's real effective. Um, but they get together at 6 on Sunday evenings, and they eat together. And uh, the food's always real good if you like good food. And, well, I know some people like to eat, including myself. They have uh, they have prayer, um, sometimes for an extended period of time, and they worship together. And also, they, uh, they give God room to work in others and let others share their testimony. And I'm going to tell you, uh, the testimony not only builds the body, but it glorifies God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get discouraged because we don't see the goodness of God in the land of the living. But when people get up and testify of how good God is, how real God is, and how moving God is... Even as a pastor, me, me speaking, it encourages me so much. Absolutely. And just to hear how God is moving in others' lives, because ministry is really about Jesus and other people. It's not about us or me or my church or how many people I preach to or don't preach to. Ministry is about loving others and putting others first while loving God and experiencing Him. And they do it so well um, Sometimes I've seen the meetings go to 10 or 11 at night and sometimes not as late, but people come and go all evening and, uh, cause they, you know, some don't have to be at work early and, uh, some of them have children. They want to get in bed, but I will say this much. Uh, it's been one of the greatest blessings to my life and my wife, Angela, Amen. we really love Dave and Shelby and what they're doing in their home and, uh, encouraging people to get back to prayer. Brother Dave is, uh, brother, tell them about the book and, and what God's put in your heart, uh, about prayer.
2: Well, I know that uh, that the, the small group really kicked off a year ago. I, I had uh, done a, a fasting myself to know how to set goals in my life Amen. to be godly goals. Praise the Lord! And uh, I had uh, bought a book from Gregory Brazel yes. about how to develop a powerful prayer uh, life. And and that book just come. I, I'd had it five years, never read it.
1: Yes. And it just come at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> Amen.
2: And God put it in my life and he and he told me, you know, that my relationship with him wasn't like what it should be. Oh, wow. And it was because awesome. I didn't pray. Uh three to five minutes would be it and uh and so I picked this book up and I heard from him and he set goals in my life. Praise and, the Lord. And and, uh, and and so I took it to my small group, and I read the introduction. And I the remember, the, yeah, when I was coming. Yes. It and, and, and everybody was on board about doing it. Yes. And uh, there was nine chapters in it, and actually we're on chapter eight now. Because... It's been about a year, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's because God starts moving, and they're not confined to a book, but amen. they do. That's right, because, you know, what we do is we we, uh, we open up, we eat, and have the fellowship for amen. an hour, and Everybody's like family there. And then, amen. And then we do a few praise songs, and, and if God's Spirit says do them all night, we'll do it all night. Praise but, the Lord. But uh, but we open up with testimonies and how God's working in people's lives. Hey, yes, boy, and, it's and so sometimes powerful. sometimes that'll take all night. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes, amen. So really, uh, we let God move. It's the freedom that he gives us to let the Spirit do deciding on what's going to go on, but Amen. Uh, we've worked this book in, and it's, a, and it's a good book about prayer and how to pray, uh, and
1: and it's really changed my life. The, Amen. Th- the title of the book is uh, How to Develop a Powerful Prayer Life, and one of the things I believe, Brother Dave, by Gregory Frizzle, or when you come and visit the House Fellowship, if you do come, we can get you a book or order you a book or whatever as well. But it really instills the need for prayer and the need for setting yourself apart for God. And um, if there's anything that is going to bring back the move of God to America as a whole in the church is prayer. Um, I personally pray every day, and I I don't know how I ever lived without it or how I ever ministered as a a pastor without it. Um, I went through seasons where I didn't pray as much, and the reason I believe I fell away and— got into uh, a backslidden lifestyle, even as a minister about 10 years ago, was because uh, I was too busy serving and not, not spending enough time being in the sun. It's more important to be than to do, uh, because if you're not abiding in the vine, no matter what you do, it's still going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, the source of life for everything is Christ. And um, I can say, me and Angela, we, uh, about five years ago, we made a commitment. We were going to pray every day of our life. Now, we was going to get a new Bible and a new journal after being in church 15 years and being in ministry 10 of those years. We said, God, show us who you are. We're going to throw everything out. You say what stays, and you Amen. say what was man-made things that was taught us that is twisted or is not scriptural. And God took us on one of the most beautiful journeys and still on a journey. Yes. And I can say that from airplane rides, I prayed in bathrooms on airplanes, I, that after five years of being, having malaria, being sick, struggling being discouraged christmas day new year's day easter every morning me and angela set ourselves apart to pray and we just pray however long the lord leads but we pray privately and then we also talk together and praise the family in our home i believe god wants to bring prayer back yes because prayer cultivates an appetite for the for god
0: absolutely and if we want to see change the change needs to start with us. Oh, cool. The change needs to start within ourself, and then others will be affected by that. Um, it's kind of like your cup flowing over. When you get filled up with God, when you get filled up with his love, when you get filled up with his presence, Last then your cup will run over. You are a vessel. You can be a vessel of honor, and you can be used mightily by God, but you have to be filled up. So that amen. you can spill over into others' lives. Yes, amen. And joy and love. Yes. You know, and so that comes as you spend time with God. You spend time in his presence. You get to know God's heart. You you don't know about the Bible. You know who wrote the Bible. You know hey, the author of the on, Bible. Man. You know that word. And and you spending time with him. Any problems that you have. You know the hills the Bible says the hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. When you get in God's presence, it doesn't matter what opposition or what you're facing because all those problems just melt away because he gives you his peace. He gives you his strength. He gives you his joy. He gives you his counsel. He's mighty. I I, I mean you just need to get in his presence and then you can just have all those things melt away like wax.
1: Amen. Hey, you know, there are mountains in life. Everybody, By the way, mountains are the part of every Christian's life and really unbelievers. Um, they change names, but they're all still mountains. Yes. And they may change locations, but they're all still storms. But
0: every name that is named has to bow to the name of Jesus in the the earth, under the earth, in the heavens. Every problem that you have has to bow to the name of Jesus. that's success.
1: (laughs) I'll I'll say this much. Your mountain may be bigger than you, but it's not bigger than your maker. And the most important thing to do is to tell your mountain to meet your maker. And everyone faces obstacles in life. But the difference is when you walk with God, you don't worry. There's not, there's less pressure and stress because when you encounter the presence of God, you realize that what you met is the one that made everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to trust. I was telling Angela, I just want, I feel real led to share this real quick, about faith. You know, faith is the evidence of unseen things. And um, faith is, you know, in evidence in the court case, evidence proves the existence of something. And I'll say this, that, you know, it's important to study the Bible and read it. I love reading my Bible, many, many chapters a day, and, and don't know, I love it because it cultivates a hunger and a desire in me to know the, the Jesus of the Bible. But more than anything, encountering God's presence helps faith to live in you. Amen. Because the Bible says, I believe in Ephesians, it says uh, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. In other words, we're supposed to be continually filled and in the tense of the verb in Ephesians that says be filled is a continual filling in Greek. It means to be filled continually throughout a process. And when we get filled with the Spirit of God and we experience the author, it's so much easier to believe the Bible yes. because you now have met the one that wrote the Bible. So faith has to have experience to live and flourish to, 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 sprout, to take root and to bear fruit. And I believe a lot of people in America, I mean, there's a lot of people know, know the Bible. I, I mean, everybody in, knows the Bible, uh, as much as us preachers, but not everybody knows the author. Yes. And I mean, when you meet the author, it just makes life so much easier. Um, I will say this, you know, I've been through tough seasons in ministry and, but I will say this much there's been times where it bothered me how much gas was in my tank or how much money I had or didn't have, and yes, i've been through seasons like that. You may think preachers don 't go through it, but I have and But I will say one thing when I got alone with God every morning and prayed. God's presence was so strong. My gas gauge may not have changed, but I changed. Yes. And I heard the Lord speak this to me one day. said, son, you look more like your daddy every day. Ooh. And the Lord said, every time you experience my presence, you're transformed more into my image. Amen. You know, my children, thank God, they look a lot like their mom because their mom is beautiful. But (laughs) I have girls, and it's obvious when they act and live life, that they do have my genetics. And it's visible at sometimes how unfortunate most of the time that because a lot of the undesirables that I have, we're trying to teach and train our children not to walk those out. But I will say one thing that it's undeniable that they have the genetics of their father and their mother. And when you were truly born again by the spirit of God, we have the same father. You, you may have, we're you know, you may be my brother or sister by a different mother, but you are always... We always have the same Father through Jesus. And if there's anything to know, you're not alone out there. You may feel like you're discouraged and no one cares. I don't remember how many times I've thought that when I've gone through bad seasons. Know this much that God loves you and He wants to help you. And even though it may take a season for your circumstances to change, or it may take place in a second, the main thing is that God wants you to want change. And when you get fed up, I tell you, nothing more miserable than living for yourself. And again, prayer helps to cultivate an appetite for the presence of God. We are going to have appetites. You remember the story about Esau. It says Esau sold out his birthright for one morsel of food. Esau let the appetites of his flesh cause him to give up his birthright in in the the things in the kingdom and the heritage he had. In other words, living in the flesh will cost you to where you will actually live a lifestyle of of trying to cultivate that appetite. And for one meal, he sold out his inheritance. And we don't want our sons and daughters to live for us and to live selfishly, number one, because it's, it's miserable. The other thing is because we actually begin to walk out of life without our living in our inheritance because we're not abiding in the vine. What do you all think about that?
0: Yes, I think that's good. I think that the society that we live in is entitled, entitlement society and we're entitled to this and we're entitled to that Don't but that i thing. do want to say that you are entitled to every promise that's in god's word that yes. is good news Amen. because there are some good promises in there but until you get alone with god and until you study his word you're not going to know what you're really entitled to because it's a life it's a living word. Those are things that you are entitled to that will bring life to not only you but to the people around you. You know, I look at I look at some of the struggles and some of the things that I have as a person. I don't have it all going on all together and all that, but I have a God that has it all going on. He's all sufficient. When I have nothing, I have everything. I possess everything in Him, in Christ. I do, and I can do anything. That anything is possible with Christ. I think I love. A lot of times we live those things out uh, but when i look at my children and i see areas that they struggle that may be something that i have struggled with i see as a as a mother how i can turn them and talk to them and show them where I have struggled and where I have weaknesses and things like that. And our some of our weaknesses can be sh- strengths in God's hands if yes. we'll allow it to be. Amen. So I just want to encourage you when you see things like that, because our children are going to be... Like us. So when we see things that they struggle with, when we have victory through Christ and victory in Jesus over things like that, then we can show them and we can lead them in ways of victory as well. I
1: say amen. Um, and Dave and Shelby, they have a great fellowship in their house. Um, I had said in the broadcast last week, and I'll say again, um, they remind me a lot of the Priscilla and Aquila in the New Testament book of Acts. It says that if you read the, some of Paul's letters, he said to greet them in the church that was in their house. So obviously we can tell that the scripture says they had a house church. But they also helped Apollos on his way to knowing the fullness of God. And what they offer is a safe place. It's a place where there's no pressure. Um, There's no one. uh, Brother Dave is an everyday, hardworking, successful business guy. But uh, he is a, a man that understands people. And I understand Brother Dave real well because... Uh, well, I just at times have been a redneck and still have a few tendencies. Like I told Angela the day to recline her. She wanted out of the house. And I said, well, let's put it up around the side of the road where the hunt lane is. And I'll just sit it in it <laughs> when I hunt. She said, I that does not need to be in the woods. I said, why not? i got to sit on something anyway. Yeah. But anyway, so just saying that, you you may think that we always have all things going on. But Brother Dave's a good guy. And I have seen people come into their home who would not go to church and who voiced that. Uh, and begin to make things right with God and be transformed by what God is doing. And let's put it like this, what they allow God to do in their home. And um, there's such a freedom and a safe place uh, for people who've been wounded or hurt, who just need a place, maybe a season of refuge before they go back into... uh, I thought there was a time in my life after pastoring for several years that I I never wanted to go to church again. And unfortunately, I let the devil let me blame things the problem was really me yes and like Angela says uh, sometimes we uh, well like Jamie's lived life sometimes I used to think everybody else was the problem and then one day the Lord said you you the one with the problem mm-hmm. and uh, I realized this much that I'm, I'm a long way from Jesus but he is my mark and because of the presence of God I'm being transformed as are all of you more into his image Miss um, Shelby tell me what does the house church mean to you or whatever's on your heart, be free
3: okay um, well, the house church to me um, hm there's so much um, just in my own life how um, how god's brought me out of things and and things that he's shown shown me in my own life and how um, being somewhat of a leader, in this has made me become more transparent. Yes. Um, and there's a there's a verse in Proverbs Proverbs twenty eight thirteen, um, He who conceals his sin will not prosper, mm-hmm. but um, he that confesseth will receive mercy. Yes, amen.
0: Good
3: I mean. um, scripture. So that was. That was just a, a vital verse that he brought before me in the very beginning of our home church, um, which was more like a small group then. Um, I, I had some, some sin in my life, and it was through the, the small group that I was able to confess that. And Praise I just God. want to say Praise that you, Pre- um, confession, um, it, it, it's huge, and I believe that God honors
1: that. Yes, amen. Um,
3: when you, when you confess, and I, I believe that that brings forth deliverance, Come on, and that's good, um, you can be set free. There you go. Um, oh, Satan, he wants to keep you isolated. There you go. Um, he wants to keep you bound and
1: keep it hid.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants yeah he he wants to keep it in the closet or or wherever. In darkness. Yeah, in darkness. Exactly. And um, so, just in in my own life, what God's been able to to deliver me from, and then. Um, Once I've become delivered, how he's been able to to use me. Amen. Um, Someone who at at one point in my life didn't feel worth um, anything. And anyways, that's a a whole other testimony in and of itself. (laughs) But... um, just to know the the heart change that he he's made within my life, Praise and God. to see um, individuals come into our home with addiction, yes, and to be set free, amen, yes. um, and
1: to feel comfortable to come, now. yeah, yeah. Um, a safe
3: place. People come in. Um, we we had a, a lady once who who came and. She asked to be prayed over. She's going to be having a, a biopsy done for mm. for cancer. She went that next week, and um, there was nothing to biopsy. It was gone. Yes, praise, praise God. God. She was and um, <laughs> that, was just, that was just that was a stuff. huge eye opener to to us within the small group um, yes, amen. Of, of our healer. Yes. You know, yes. And, evidence. and yes, it was evidence, <laughs> and. Um, you know, and I, it was mentioned on last week's show, I believe, of um, the young man who came and he, re, he received salvation. He came back the next week and wanted to be baptized in the creek. Amen. And um, so it's just um, the children. Yes. Amen. Um, knowing that, that they're hearing God's word. Yes. They're seeing the worship. They're hearing See the prayers. The um, we many times ask them to come and be a part of the, the prayer time um, you, because yes. they have childlike faith. Yes. yes. And, um, you know, they, okay. they lay hands um, on the sick, on the wounded, on the ones that need delivering. Um, so um, it's it's just, it's been wonderful. And yes. it, it's totally, it's been God because, um, again, as I mentioned last week, had my flesh had its way um i i wouldn't have taken on this commitment but fortunately um because of the spirit the holy spirit that dwells within me um he fought that flesh yes, <laughs> and he won
1: yes there's a real no. battle that, between the spirit and the flesh there, yes. in everyday life yes um, there is Bert,
3: and not to mention go for it. just what it's done with my with our marriage between my praise my God. husband and hey, Amen. well we we would um, never
1: know that we, we think y'all get along perfect. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are awesome.
3: Um, it's, it's been amazing just to see what God, God and how he has grown us together Amen. spiritually um, within and being obedient to this call.
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, I was going to talk about blessings. You know, we live in a time when everybody thinks blessings has to do with money. The blessings is the presence of God. Yes. A righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I'd rather have an encounter with God than all the money in the world. Yes. In um, saying that, uh, one of the things the Lord's used to encourage me uh, because I'm not real rich or have a lot of money or anything like that. What I have belongs to God. But one of the things he He has used to encourage me is to see God's goodness in my children and my family. And when I see that, because I see that as being priceless. Because you can buy a gun or a house or a car or new shoes or jeans or whatever, but they are only going to be that. But there ain't nothing you can do to reach your family like leading as a dad or even as a Christian or a mom in the home and see the goodness of God and how it changes your children. Even like my daughter, Charity, uh, when Angela was in Peru praying, we had family prayer every day and fasted. They were gone as a family because I stayed with two of the girls. Uh, We have three daughters. My other daughter went with Angela and Eric and Spirit Led and a bunch of people from a bunch of different places. But I remember one day, Charity spontaneously was praying in our home, Lord, I prayed that everybody that my mama prays for that's blind will see, and lame Amen. people will walk. Amen. And, Lord, I just pray deaf people will hear, and she just said, and use my mama, and, Lord, bless my doggy. And that was, you know, because you know, they go, she went from spiritual. Well, I, I kid you not, that night they recorded live video from Peru, that Angela was praying for people that were blind, they were seeing, lame people were walking. And I think that God revealed that to a five-year-old child to pray Amen. over her mother. And the next day I said, okay, for family prayer, we're going to watch the video of what God did with your prayer, Charity. And you can see the benefits of praying for your family. So even Charity can see the benefits of having a mom. And when she prayed, things changed in her mom's life. Um, and Brother Dave, Brother Dave's got, uh, had a thought about setting yourself apart to God. And when he was talking to me, um, just a minute ago in the break, it, there's a place in the scripture says, uh, "And set sanctify yourselves." Uh, I believe the Lord. I believe it was. It's either Moses or Aaron, but anyway, they was instructing the people and said, "Sanctify yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will work miracles mm. in your midst." In other words, there's a there's a consecration of setting yourself apart. And by the way, prayer and fasting and studying your Bible mm-hmm. that is a commitment to covenant. And that's one of the things I love about Michelle. She understands what a commitment is. And so when she said she made that commitment to having the House Fellowship, it means that she made it with giving it all her heart and yes. wasn't going to be in it for the long haul. And, uh, well, that's a big value because most people don't understand what commitment really is. But that's, that's what I saw. And, Brother Dave, what was it you was talking about A solemn Assembly? Uh, kind of tell our, our listeners what you was talking about.
2: Yes, sir. We are. Uh we've got one chapter left in that book on prayer and uh and then the Lord just sort of put on my heart about you know uh, bringing this small group to a solemn assembly amen and uh praise and, the Lord and getting ourselves holy to where God can take us out and use us because yes. the vessel ain't holy then he's not going to use the vessel correct and so uh, I think that you uh, was talking about faith. I think prayer is the purest form of faith. Because yes. You're yes. praying to something you don't see. That's yeah. really the good and, thing. And, and the Father, uh, uh, you know, that's where it all started with, was prayer in my life. But I feel like prayer and Bible reading is very important. Yes, yeah, amen. Then it's a we lifestyle. Need, uh, a lot of times we don't see the sin that's in our life. And mm. And these solemn assemblies will bring out parts of our life that we've never even seen. That's really good. That's awesome, brother. To do it as a group and as, uh, uh, I mean, every one of us is in our different level with the walk with the Lord. We're all on a journey. But it's all level at the foot of the cross. Amen. Amen. When we can come together as a, a, a group. I mean, Jesus took 12 disciples. Yeah, and he turned the world upside down. And they—they they was rough people. Yeah, if like could, what I was. You know, if we could just take a small group at the house and and get right with <laughs> God, get pure, <laughs> then then it's it's then Jesus
1: can use. Hey, you. yeah. You know, um, I, we at my house we fast a day a week as a family. Now listen, I have two small children. They do not fast food. They fast processed sugar. They can eat all the, all the fruit they want, anything that does not have added sugar, and all the food they want. We just fast sugar and media or Internet or whatever. But I will say this. I, I fasted with them as a lifestyle, but when I fast, God reveals things to me that yeah. the Lord. David said, keep me from presumptuous sins. In other words, there's paths of thought and even paths of mm-hmm. our heart that we consider at times that could lead us into a place of being tempted. Um, that when we fast, the Lord will show me things in me that He wants me to correct. And it's, it, repentance is easy, quick, and asking God, you know, like I said in another show, God wants you to know about you. He already knows everything about you. And He chooses to love you no matter how good or how bad, everything to Him. He loves you knowing everything bad about you or good. But uh, He wants you to know what needs to be done in your heart with Absolutely. Him. So that you'll ask, so that He can answer your prayer, because He will not cross your will. He chooses to let you make your own choices, and he respects them because love allows people to make choices, and then it's unconditional. But God at times wants Jamie to know what's in Jamie so Jamie can get delivered.
0: Well, and I think, too, you know, if you look at God being a shield, I think sometimes we look at that as him being a shield to protect us uh, against the enemy, and that is true. However, he can be a shield that protects us from our own self, which we can be our worst enemy at times. A lot of times the enemy gets more credit for things that we do than what he really does. Right. But he, he, he will shield us from those things and help us to remove those things. But um, one thing I do want to say that we've neglected to um, say Dave and Shelby Maxwell, their last name. Just think of Maxwell House. That's what yeah, kept coming to me, the like coffee. the coffee. That coffee so coffee. <laughs> that will be an easy way for you to remember them. Amen. To contact Shelby Maxwell on Facebook if or you want. Yes, Angela Lingerfelt or Jamie Lingerfelt. We can help
1: you get hooked up with uh, anything you need spiritually, but also with. Uh, with them and I, I want to reiterate again, they are submitted to a pastor. They're just allowing people from all denominations and places as well as people who are not comfortable going to a contemporary church for one reason or the other, or just need a season of healing, or just want to not feel pressured. Uh, people like Brother Dave said wear flip flops, uh, sweatshirts, toboggans, hats. I love it because honestly I, I, I don't I hate dressing up. I do it when it's necessary to speak in <laughs> audiences but I just assume wear a sweatshirt and jeans Amen. the rest of my life and be happy. we got about a minute left. Brother Dave, uh, I'm going to ask you to close in prayer and just uh, if if someone's out there discouraged today, what what would be something that maybe would encourage them? And then you just just close us out today in prayer. It we went by fast. Um, go ahead, Brother Dave. Just,
2: uh, Lord, I just uh, want to thank you for this time and this opportunity, Lord. I just Amen. pray that first of all you just... Uh, change our hearts to where we'll be a a better vessel for you to use. Lord, I just pray for lost souls, Lord. I just pray uh, that you'll give us uh, a witness. Each and every one of us has a witness, but you'll give us the boldness to to share our witnesses with others, Lord. Lord. And I just pray that you can uh, continue to do a great work in every County. Yes, Lord. Do it, Jesus. uh, I just uh, thank you for everything you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you.
1: Jesus loves you. Enjoy today because it's a day the Lord made. Have a great day. We love you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Voice of Encouragement today. Have a wonderful week and make sure to tune in next week at 10.30 Sunday morning. See you again.